Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things in pop culture and then we talk about it. Say that every week. You don't know that yet? I'm Sky. Wow, uh, and I am Jake. And we're watching the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. Uh, what was this, episode 34? I, I think it was 44. 44. Yeah, it is the thing from cop- pop culture that we are watching, in which Sky references in the intro. Yes. That's how I do. Um, this episode's entitled Battle Fury. Yeah. Now, if memory serves, that was going to be the title of the second season. Uh, wasn't it, was it Battle be... Thunder? I don't know. I thought it was Battle Fury. I thought it was Battle Thunder. It was going to be the colon after Mystic Knights of Tiernano. It was definitely Battle Something. Battle well, Something Silly. Hold on, everyone. Here we go. I'm going to find out for sure. I mean, it makes sense that it would be because Rowan calls his new armor Battle Fury like six yeah. times. Except it was the, the second season was called Battle Thunder. Really? Yeah. That's weird. It got canceled, and so you got that budget towards Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. So mm. did you win in the end? I mean, I didn't personally. Oh. Lost Galaxy wasn't really one of the ones that I paid a whole lot of attention oh, well, to. Well, you probably watched it since then. I have. I don't remember a whole lot. What are you <laughs> talking about? They were in the galaxy and it was it was lost. It's true. And there was like uh, a sword in the stone kind of thing. And one of my favorite sixth rangers, the Magna Defender, is in there. His sword turns into a gun. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and they wouldn't have had the budget for a that. shotgun. They wouldn't have had the budget for that shotgun sword if they had made... Mystic Knight's Battle Thunder. It's true. Also, um, we see uh, the Magna Defender's son, who is like a teeny tiny version of him with little tiny horns and a, and a little tiny knife, and he gets murdered in cold blood by the bad guys. Yeah, and you can't afford that murder if you're making a second season of Mystic Knight's Battle Thunder. That's true. Saban, way to overextend yourself. I, don't, <laughs> I feel like they've really underextended themselves in this... <laughs> In this series. An attempt was made. I bet if you, like, start and do a a binge of our podcast from the first episode of this show to now, you can just hear us get worn down, like, (laughs) gradually until we're just like... Like a rock and a river. There's a... They're they're not calling their armor again. Oh, no. (laughs) It's really... I feel feel defeated by this show. Well, but we're almost there. We're almost there. So we open up. Well, on a if, village. We, if everyone will recall, this because this is part of the Ballad of Lugod saga. Yeah, this is episode two of that. Yeah, uh, and, story and part two, I guess. Lugod was a monster that Queen Maeve's mom made her. I guess Queen and, Maeve's mom isn't in this at all, and I was upset. Right, she was neat, and she she made a monster who is yellow and armory, and may have been a man. Yeah. And he was good at fighting the Mystic Knights, so the Mystic Knights lost, but also they just ran away? They didn't fight at all. They were scared. Angus attempted to hit him with a a rock, but but, by using his mace as a mace instead of using magic, the rest of them didn't attempt to fight him at all. So they're defeated, and that's where we find them now. Well, not really. If you quit, would you count that as a defeat? Because they they just quit. Okay. At one point here, they say that. I guess. <clears throat> but, and yeah, it is a defeat because you're a fucking coward, Rowan. 
<laughs> they're all they're all cowardice. Yeah, but the this everyone seems to look to Rowan, even though Ivar is way better than him. Yeah, most of them are. I mean, Deirdre's a better leader, I would say. But in any event, they're wandering from from village to dell, talking to the outskirt uh, villages that are apparently unaffiliated. Yeah, so I guess Kells is just the castle in the adjacent village, and every other village is just like, they have a treaty or like a a partnership with Kells. Or something like that. Because they talk about all the other villages that have, have left their side. I think he said there were like four that have left so far. Yeah. And have allied with Tamra because the Mystic Knights lost? I guess they weren't in the war at all and didn't care up until just now. And they decided to just roll over for the evil force. So the knights are at a banquet with uh, the leader of this village. And they're having pleasant chit-chat until the leader guy gives a signal. And everybody attacks the mystic knights. He gives the most conspicuous signal. Yep, he raises his arm over his head and waves. And makes eye contact and like raises his eyebrows. <laughs> Yeah. Just uh, in case they miss that hand signal. The knights are mad, understandably, uh, and they kick the asses of everybody there, and they just deliver a, a pretty pointless speech of, why? You guys are mean. We're... And the village leader guy's like, look, she's got magic and monsters and shit, and she'll she kill got, us all. She's got a big yellow monster, man. They just bail and go home. Well, they should fucking be keeping a list of people who trick them like this. Well, I think that's what they're discussing right now. Oh, okay. Because he says the, that we need to uh, remember who did what. Um, they absolutely should. Yeah. Because, uh, King Dead, you're a king. You can just have people killed. Yeah. that That's literally, like, the only benefit of being the king. Uh, pretty cool hat and chair combo. Yeah, that's fair. People are always asking you for stuff. Yeah, and having direct access to a vomitorium. <laughs> I thought... I don't think that was a major Celtic Isles kind of thing. I think that's more of a Greece thing. Oh. I mean, he could just eat until he barfs, though. He's, he has Yeah, option. probably. He doesn't look like he does. No. He looks pretty healthy, I suppose. Well, I, I was kind of leaning towards the reason that they don't do that is things are a bit leaner there in the Celtic Isles. Oh, they can't just eat pies until they're, they're asleep. Right. Uh, there's just, <laughs> there just potentially isn't enough. There's not enough potatoes to go around. That's right. Even with uh, Tiny King on your side. There's not enough potatoes because he keeps drilling holes in them to have sex with them. <laughs> uh, for people who are the size of potatoes, they sure eat a lot of potatoes. <laughs> You'd think that one could probably last you a week. Right. But uh, wizard guy Kahad remembers that there's some scrawlings at the bottom of the scroll that he hadn't read yet or didn't remember till this exact moment. Saying there's that, always a little bit more on that scroll. Yeah, just read the whole damn thing. What about? Um, and, um, he says that there's some sort of magics that'll multiply your powers by whatever. Well, and this comes up because Rowan is whining about being Giganta, but not being able to win. <laughs> He's like, I should read him because I'm Giganta. That's a meaningless nothing title. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do anything that the others can't do. Yep. I mean, he will by the end of the episode, but... Up until this point, he had not. I sneezed. Sorry, I saw. Everyone. That's why I paused. <sighs> that way I can get a clean cut. Or you keep it in. Yeah. It was a good sneeze. 
The dog's going to get tangled in your cord. I see that. He got out. Rowan has a gist of where to head because yeah. it's a cave. So he's like, got it, and bails. Because I know where there's a cave. There's lots of them. I got a dragon in a cave. I'm going to go it? to there. So he leaves, and we cut over to Kells where there's a, a massive feast happening. And Torque is telling tales out of school about how he won all the stuff. And it's like, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. We all know you didn't. Well, Most get, of these people were probably there, and they know you didn't. He gets his comeuppance here in a second, don't worry. Yeah. Maeve looks really sad, though. Well, she's all by herself. Well, she's she's the, got her the, own table. That's the, um, the, the double-edged sword of being the queen. The loneliness, but having <laughs> everything else. Needing to be feared instead of loved. Yeah. Um, all of her minions do a toast to her, which is nice. And then she says that she couldn't have done it without Logag. But Torque thinks that he's she's talking about him. Yeah. Because she's like, he's the best. And then Lugad comes in and and, and Torque is sad because... Yeah. Still got those abs fully exposed. I mean, if your abs look like that, you're, you would too. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if I had orange skin. Yeah. You just fucking crop tops cropped at my <laughs> nipple constantly. Hell yeah. Making sure that my shoulders are protected, though. I guess Lugad doesn't eat. I don't think he has a mouth. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, so Torque is sad, and then we cut over to uh, Tirnano. Oh yeah, Rowan didn't forgot. know where to go. Yeah, 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 we forgot that Rowan didn't. know. I yet. mean, he technically knew absolutely where to go because he sent him to here. I guess that's fair. Um, and some of the the Tirnano are spooked by him, and uh, King, Tiny King reminds us that not everyone's cool with humans. Which doesn't make sense, because nope. the, they've all been cool up until now. Yep. Not one of them has cared or even like stopped doing their menial tasks, um, including up till now, where there's a guy behind <laughs> Tiny King just playing with devil sticks. Remember devil sticks? No. There uh, those. He's probably trying to set a Tiernano world record, <laughs> and, uh, and he can't stop. Mm-hmm. What if we take a moment and look up? the commercials for devil sticks okay so you can see uh how awesome they made them look about this time because it's full-on silly here's a commercial from 1996 yep spin no other <laughs> um that w- that was super rad it was uh it looked like it was filmed like a scene from drum uh drum line, line yeah <laughs> wait how did the how did these old-timey little uh, goblin men get these if, if they were on sale in 1996? <laughs> well, I believe that it was a skill original or originating from this time period. Oh. You know, in the time of jugglers being the only source of entertainment. What a terrible time to be alive. <laughs> there were some plays from time to time as well. Yeah, about jugglers. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but yeah, the, the guy doing devil sticks in the back is super distracting. To me, anyway. That's because you love devil it sticks. It rekindles my love for devil sticks, you're correct. Tiny King gives Rowan some advice and some info. Uh, I summed up the scene pretty quickly. Well, sure. now I'm just watching the guy with devil sticks. Yep. He's very distracting. There's so many tassels and like tinsel on there. And he's so good at it. Yeah. They probably just had him for the day, so they're like, well, we don't normally have guys behind the Tiny King, but let's fucking put him up there. Show off these devil sticks. Uh, so Rowan <laughs> leaves to go find the cave that has the guy that he'll need. Oh yeah, he's so. Earlier, the wizard said it is a power multiplier, and here Vinvaren's like, 
Yeah, by that he means you get extra armor. Yeah, and there's a guy that can do it. He's yeah. a he's a mystic armorer. Uh, and we'll get to him when we get to him. But I got some thoughts. He's got a look. Hashtag. Usually put that at the beforehand, but it's too late. Not now. here. Not now. So Lugad leaves leads leads a bunch of uh, uh, Tamar troops to go fight some Kells guys. Yeah, they're at an outpost. Yeah, and it goes about as well as you'd expect. I'm pretty sure we see a whole bunch of actual deaths this time. Um, like this guy who gets shoved down by the battle axe man. Unless I... unless the blood hits the camera, I don't believe it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, well, we do see Rowan shove two dudes off of like a 40-foot drop, so. That's not for a while, though. Yeah. And that guy gets wet. And... Well, I think he gets stabbed before he gets flipped. Oh, so he has that fucking bacteria-ridden water in his open wound? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay stagnant ass water look in this time period you get a paper cut that's basically a death sentence you get a mosquito bite and it's a death sentence for malaria uh so the kells troops get their asses handed to them one of them manages to leave just like always to uh give everybody home uh a heads up do you think they draw short straws um every morning and it's like all right if we attack today Your job is to run home and tell everyone what's going on. And like, so if you win that day, you're like, all right, I won't die today. I just got to run away. I think it's pretty shitty that they did just say, call out for Aideen and she can carry your message. Maybe Aideen was busy. When it, She's not their what? slave. She's their friend. She's their text message. She's their Alexa. So the guy comes in and tells King Dad and the uh, the war council what's going on. And uh, Angus and uh, the rest of them are like, well, we're pretty boned here. We need Rowan. You don't. Yeah, you all have mystic powers. But Angus does notice that the way they're coming from leads through uh, a tiny glen or a valley or something. What do they call it? The Trail of the Winds or something? Sure. It's like the hot gates from 300. And the, the plan at this point isn't to stop them, but to slow them. Uh, and how do they plan to do that? Well, in a way, I'm they glad could you stop asked. them. I'm glad you asked because they don't do anything. And this plan that happened uh, happened purely by chance, it would seem, because they run to this place and then the dragon, their dragon shows up and knocks down some rocks in the road. I don't think they discussed this with Pyre. Wait, no, he, tell, he tells Pyre to go block it. He says block the he? path. Yeah, right. But they didn't count on the dragon being there. No, I think they did. I think they called him because they all have that dagger that calls the dragon. Yeah, don't but they're they? not morphed. Yeah, but I don't know. They maybe they stopped by his house. <laughs> maybe they sent Aideen. All right. But I think this is on purpose. Because what else were they going to do? I don't know. That's that's my whole thing. I don't know what they were planning to do. I think they were planning to do this, okay. which is still dumb. I mean, you should block that road, but also have that dragon shower all of those people people in fire and stuff. Yeah. When you've got a dragon that can breathe fire, instead of having him use his fire breath to shove some rocks down, maybe have him burn a whole bunch of people to death, as dragons do. Especially Lugad. Yeah, specifically the one big muscly yellow man. Lugad doesn't even take a shot at uh, Pyre. He doesn't shoot a single zigzag at him. Lugad doesn't do a whole lot in this episode for being the big bad. Yeah, He did plan to just move all the rocks out of the way so that they could continue. But a bunch of their wagons got broken, and it, even though it looks like it's just a little tiny wall that he could probably blow up with one zigzag, 
Uh, I it, maybe it was further back. Also, I fully imagine he was going to just shove that wall over. Yeah, probably. Not, just to get his shoving practice in. <laughs> he does love shoving. Um, so a, a minor victory has been won by the Mystic Knights, and we cut over to Rowan, who's just wandering on the sea's edge, and he finds a cave, and he's like, yeah, this is probably it. And it was. He goes inside, and there's some weapons strewn about. There's like an, a weird auto hammer that moves extraordinarily slowly. It's a perpetual motion machine. I guess. And there's three giant suits of armor on the su- uh, on the wall. And, and there's little axes leaned on the wall everywhere. Yeah. I, and no one's home. Right. Rowan just kind of walks around. There he sees a shiny axe that was kind of neat, so he picks it up. At that point, the uh, the guy who lives there shows up. And he's like, can you not touch my stuff? Who says his name, and it is, like, in- intelligible. Unintelligible. Yeah. Is that a word? That's unintelligible a word. is. You, I could not make out what he said his name was. It was so garbled, and the names in this are stupid anyway. There was something up with the audio, I think, in this episode, because I had a lot of trouble, just in general. I think, like, the mixing, the music and the sound effects were too high. Uh, I Also, I mean, this is fucking from a VHS from 25 years ago. Yeah, all so right. That, yeah, that doesn't fair. help either. Um, but this little man is a thing. He's a fat little man Yeah. with dollar store... Darth Maul makeup on. <laughs> He's got the symbol of Power Rangers Jungle Fury on his face. Trust me, it, that's what it okay, is. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna look it up, but then <clears throat> it was the All Cats season, so it's like little oh. slash marks, so it looks just like that. Um, but the rest of it is pretty Darth Maul, and he's got he just, like a goatee painted on. Also, he just seems so last nice minute. Yeah, and like. I don't know, even, like, the Tiny King and the Wizard and Maeve and all her people seem, like, at least a little exotic and the, the effort was put in. And he just seems like a guy where they were like, I don't know, we'll paint your face a little bit. <laughs> uh, and here is Angus's winter coat. Yeah. He's not wearing it right now. It's not winter in this episode. It's poofy, even though it was in the last one. Um, so Rowan says that he isn't here for weapons. He's here to get his armor upgraded. And um, Unintelligible tells him that he's got tests for him. Yeah, because there's always a fucking test. Which yeah. is what Rowan says. He's yeah. like, I'm fucking sick of this shit. I already proved myself a whole bunch. I'm holding a magic sword. I have magic armor. Just help me. Did you know I'm Draganta? <laughs> no, because I tell everyone always. Yeah. Um, and then Unintelligible tells him that other people tried for his upgrade or whatever. And they got turned to metal. His acting is weird. Like, it's, yeah. it's not, it's both not enough and too much. <laughs> um, so the, the suits of armor on the wall come to life and Rowan has to fight them as test number one. These are just men that got tricked by this man and were turned into metal statues. Seemingly, yes. That comes up later. Also, I'll that make man... a big deal about that later. That man... They refer to him as the fairy armorer, and he's not a fairy. No, he seems to be just a dude. He seems to be a fat little man. Yeah. So, uh, Rowan, it's three on one. Rowan's not doing great. And even though these are statues made of metal, and he his whole deal is fire, and fire melts metal, um, 
and gets kicked into a trough of water and yeah. is like, oh, fuck, I got water now. He goes the opposite route. So he scoops up water in a bucket and throws that on the statue and it works for some reason. It rusts them immediately. Yeah. Instantaneously. I'm assuming that it was powder magic and it got splashed off him. Yeah, you'd think that, but then, look, Sky, see, they rust immediately. It was rust. It oxidized super fast. Maybe he washed the oil off. Or maybe there's some kind of chemical in there that makes it rust. It's not just water. It's like in that other episode of Power Rangers where they go to Edenoi. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So we jump back over to Castle Kells and the Mystic Knights are training three guys at archery. So did they get three new recruits, or had they just forgotten to teach people how to archery? Or yes, because at this point, like you think they'd be all trained up. Well, Deirdre makes the point of everybody will be ready by the time the Tamara gets here. I guess they're going like warp speed training. They've been training for how always. Long? They yeah. never not with their turnover rate. You'd think they'd never not be training. Aideen pops in to say that Cal- or Tamara's basically here already. And the knights go to ready their positions or whatever, and the recruits just fucking stand there and do nothing. No Ghosts. One, no one trained them what to do when the <laughs> bad guys it's get their there. first day. Yeah. So we cut back to the cave. Unintelligible keeps telling Rowan that there's this next test, and you're going to have to face your, your greatest fear. And then he takes a dump on the floor and disappears. <laughs> what a weird way to disappear. Yep. He explodes into fire as his teleport. Um, and then another Rowan shows up. And he has to fight Nego Rowan. Yeah. It goes as well as you'd think. You mean boringly? Yeah. Um, whenever real Rowan hits Nego Rowan, he hurts himself too. Like, he can feel his own hits. So you're like, oh man, how is he ever going to win? And it, uh, he, he does. He just and, does. And we get to the point where it does get kind of hard to remember which one's which because they're exactly the same. Yeah. One talks and one cackles, though. Yeah, but right now we're not, we're, we don't have the sound on. <laughs> uh, it's the one on the left. Your left or his left? Left of screen at the moment. Eventually he's like, well, I bet he can't morph. And then he does. Um, so they're both in armor, which is how you think that they would have started this fight. So you wouldn't have to mirror image yeah. regular human faces because it'd be way easier to just have two dudes in armor do this. So props on them for doing it the hard way. It doesn't look terrible. No. It's, like, like, it's yeah, surprisingly, it's surprisingly competently good. done. It's just, it seems extremely unnecessary. So Negaroan shoots regular with fire and vice versa. And it's a stalemate because, of course, that wouldn't work. And then regular Rowan is just like, of course, my greatest fear is myself not being Draganta well enough. Which doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense that that's his greatest fear. But what did he do? Like, he just... Had a said epiphany. that out loud? Yeah. All you needed to do was have an epiphany. Oh, is that it? Exactly. And then an unintelligible comes back and he's like, yeah, you, you did it. Good enough. Don't kill this other Rowan. I have plans for him for later. Well, seemingly he steals that Rowan oh, and that's turns true. him into armor. Yeah. So we did have plans for him. Yeah. So he just kind of mushes them together and uh, Rowan holds up his sword in front of him and then he bursts into flames. And his armor changes a little. He battle fury is right up. Yeah. He's got bigger pauldrons that have these giant, ridiculous dragon heads on them. Yeah. And his gauntlets are different. And his sword's gone. Well, we find out where his sword goes. It's in his sleeves. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Kind of. But it also is a much more awkward weapon to use. But that's fine. 
but he does shink him out like he's Wolverine. Yeah, because, well, I mean, if you had that, you would. Of course. It's cool as shit. Yeah. But he does try him out, and he does look really dumb. Yep. All the while, uh, Unintelligible's narrating. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you got more armor, which was the multiples of power. Yeah, and then he decides that he's... Sense. As he's narrating, he convinces himself that Rowan is worthy of the Dragon Torch. Is that what it's called? The Dragon Torch? I'm pretty sure that's what he called it. <laughs> that sounds about right. And uh, Rowan holds his hands out, and then this, <laughs> this fish-shaped dragon head appears in his hands. And uh, Unintelligible tells him, it'll fucking kill anything. Yeah. So Rowan tests it out by murdering one of those men who got trapped in an iron statue. To be fair, it depends on how that curse works. Are those men... Just inside that armor, but now that armor is rusted and they can't move because he saved him from a, a slow, painful death and just gave him a quick, painful death. I think he said so, they turned into metal, so they were probably already dead. Yeah, but their soul was still in there. Yeah, and he definitely just broke their body in half. Yeah. So Rowan's got a new gun. Our, the dumbest, the dumbest looking gun yet. It, I laughed pretty hard at it. It's real stupid. It looks really bad. So we jump back to Castle Tell- Tells? Yep, that's it. It's what it will be when they combine the two. Yeah. <laughs> Tamara and Kells. Uh, the Kells troops are inside waiting, and the Tamara troops are outside with a battering ram, but there's no actual braces on the door. They, it would. It's like literally just opening the door with a battering ram, they, like just nudging it open. It's I like thought what, it was weird because, you know, smashing things is kind of Lugad's whole deal, and he's just waiting politely for everyone else to do it. I guess he doesn't want to hog the spotlight. He doesn't do a lot of smashing in this episode. He, maybe his regular suit actor wasn't there. That's why he's just fucking standing around this whole episode. So the battle is joined. King Dad is out there waving a sword around. Um, which is nice. It's nice to see that he always joins the battle yeah, when he can. Yeah, he leads from the front, which is nice. And he does shove a whole bunch of guys down. Well, that is the primary fighting source of this show, is just <laughs> shoving. Deirdre's up on a wall. And she's yelling down, and she's not using her weapon or fighting in any way. Or then, paying attention. And then Lugad comes up and gives her a bear hug from behind. How did he get up there without anyone noticing? I have no idea. He's bright orange. He's very noticeable. But he picks up Deirdre by the scruff of her neck like a kitty cat and holds her off the edge. And I, I guess threatens to drop her. It's hard to tell, and it's hard to understand him. Yeah. Ivar's up there holding his, his trident around, but he's not doing anything with uh. it. And just aiming it like a gun. Yeah. Torque wanders in and says, the castle has fallen, and your Draganta's nowhere. And then Draganta shows up. He's like, I'm here. I'm right here, after all. And if you guys will recall, Draganta is Rowan. Right. And then he kills a man by shoving him off the castle wall. Barely shoving him. And then he kills he, two more men. He barely shoves those men, too. Then he uh, calls for the fish cannon. <laughs> he doesn't kill anyone with it. No. Or does. But we do see Deirdre kick Logad square in the balls. Right. It's pretty good. Where does he shoot that cannon? He doesn't shoot at anything, I don't think. He, like, shoots it and it distracts Logad enough for Deirdre to get the best of him. And shove him off the wall. Um, And I kept telling Rowan to just kill everyone. Just do it now. You've You've got the means. You have the time. You have the jump on them. Just fucking do it. End it. End it now. And during this whole thing... Angus is just standing, like, somewhere up high narrating instead of fighting. Yep. Uh, they pick Lugat off the ground. And they're like, we're going to take this guy, too. Hope that's cool. And then Tamra retreats. How many times have ta- has Tamra breached the walls? And just um, left. I think we're up to ten. 
honestly. But look at, look at them all. Stand there, just leaving. You could just shoot them with that fucking dragon gun. Yeah. You could have killed all of them at any time and didn't. For no real reason. You should have done it, Rowan. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? So there's a commercial break, and when we come back, uh, Rowan is showing off his fancy new armor. And uh, sadly, to my, my vast disappointment, his shoulder pauldrons don't talk. They have full mouths and everything. I was really expecting it to happen. They would have had one, like, deep, like, goofy guy voice, like, Drink, Rowan, and then one <laughs> high-pitched, like, Well, I don't know, boss, sort of situation. <laughs> That's exactly how they would talk. I would hope talked. so. Um, and the, the dragon on his helmet is also a little more pronounced, I think. It's a very, it's very dragon heavy armor. Yeah, that's why more I, so than before. That's why I'm pretty sure, or I'm pretty sure that's why I assumed that he merged with the with Pyre, because there's so much more dragon iconography. But instead, he had to fight himself. Yeah, and think about something for a second, and then he got the armor. Yeah. Also, so they know where the fairy armorer is. Why don't the other three go and talk to him and be like, "Dude, you really well, gotta help us out." That's probably what the second season was gonna be. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or they get their do battle the thunder. Episode. Yeah, that's how it ends with Rowan being the fancy boy. So Jake, what was the most turtlerific part? I'm gonna have to go ahead and appreciate that fat little man that gave <laughs> Rowan his armor. He was—we uh, don't know his name, but it—you know—he was—he uh, was overacting, but not very well. Yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> Nothing in his nothing in his challenges were particularly hard, <laughs> or even original. Yeah, this is not the first time that somebody told Rowan to fight a guy, and then you'll get a thing. It's happened almost every episode, I think. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to give it to Lugat again, but he didn't do anything in this episode. He fell on his face. Yeah, that one time. Yeah, and he held Deirdre like a kitty cat. What about you, Sky? What did you think was terrific? I think. That the Dragon Torch is turtlerific. It is very good. It's so fucking stupid looking. And apparently insanely deadly. So much so that Rowan doesn't trust himself to use it because then killing will become too easy. Isn't that what you want in life for killing to be I easy? Mean, in this time period where you could basically kill with impunity? Yeah. And it's, it looks so dumb. So I think this is that guy's name. Lugad? No, no, the... Gobinu? Gobinu? I'm going to keep calling him unintelligible. It's easier to say. It makes more sense than the sneeze sound. Gobble you. <laughs> um, who is the most likable or effective character? Um, I'd like to give it to Angus because he didn't get in the way or anything. And he tried to lead. And I did like him just cracking wise at the end. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, it seemed like if, if the pyre thing was the actual plan then he did have that plan and it worked. So I'm going to go ahead and say Angus. I guess he did sort of build a rapport with Pyre in a previous episode. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Even and maybe Pyre can't tell humans apart because they all look the same <laughs> to him, so he just thought he was Rowan because they both have long hair. That is literally what Angus said and it proved to not be true. Oh, okay. In that episode. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I just wish that they had done something to make that plan explicit. Because even after Pyre showed up, Angus didn't say, here's my plan, I'll have the dragon do this. It just seemed like the dragon showed up at random. It's just, they have 20 minutes and so much happens, but also nothing happens. <laughs> like, it, 
it moves at such a quick pace, but also it drags. I don't. The show has a real like pacing uh, issue. Yeah, it's so it do, it doesn't obey the laws of time and <laughs> physics. Uh, Just how can something be so slow and boring, but also be so fast paced, where nothing hap- nothing gets explained, but they're constantly moving on to the next thing? I don't know. It's a someone smarter than us should should really pick this apart better. I think and. Figure out what happened. Someone who really understands story structure. Yeah, someone who really understands um, anything. Because we, 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 the two of us just have a tenuous grasp on life as it is. Yeah. Real bad at it. Not real. I mean, we're still alive. I mean, so far. I mean, unless you're a ghost and this has all been for naught and no one's listening to this and I'm just recording by myself. This is a whole like fight club situation <laughs> where I've, I've invented you to be be a guy who runs a podcast for me <laughs> could be oh man well uh, i don't know where we're at but i think it's your turn likable or effective i guess torque was effective but he didn't do great any you know chicken shitted his way out of it again um i did like when he thought mave was talking about him and then he, he she wasn't that was pretty good yeah it hurt his feelings it did I'm going to give it to King Dad, because he was out there on the front lines. That was nice of him. Swinging a sword. Yeah. What a good boy. That's what I like to see. What a good King Dad. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was home, so he wasn't on the front lines per se. Yeah, but he probably has like a bunker or something he go to. <laughs> a secret escape route. Yeah. You, good leaders go down to their bunkers when it gets scary. Yeah. He, no, he was inspecting the bunker. Yeah. What it was. King Dad was inspecting his bunker. And the troops. There just <laughs> happened to be an attack. Yeah. So, what you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Well, let's see, Sky. How did you spend the uh, the Remembrance Day for Bob Ross? Um, well, I I mean, I did stuff before that day too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We we finished Mr. Bean, so we're done with that. Um, they get progressively less good, just because the original Mr. Beans, like the first couple, are are just him doing like really mundane things, and they get a little outrageous as they go along, but. That's neither here nor there. We watched Frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd only seen that once, and Katie wanted to watch Frozen, so we watched Frozen. It's pretty good. That's fine. It's uh, it's no Moana, but it yeah. lo- it looks it looks good, and the music's good. Yeah, it's nowhere as good as everyone re- repeatedly says it is. I mean, well, it's a fine movie. I think it's more that it just resonated with little little kids, and that's yeah. why it got so popular. Well, I mean, I think it I was just loved Tangled. And that... Yeah, but that didn't have the target demo there. That didn't have the um, cultural resonance that fucking Frozen did. Uh, Frozen has better music. Very similar. Frozen has better music, but I do think Tangled is better. Yeah. How Uh, dare you besmirch Mandy Moore? There's one song in that, and it's fine. But Moana is better than both of them, so it's a pretty good movie. It's got the rock in it, so Uh, yeah, and Jermaine Clement and uh, others. (laughs) Um, The Rock. But I think Alan Tudyk is in all of them, so. I mean, if you can get Alan Tudyk, you get Alan Tudyk. He, you, I don't even, even if he is just playing a chicken. They're not trying anymore. He's just that's the thing. He's just in Disney movies now. <laughs> I, I think he's there. Like Pixar has John Rastenberger. I think he's become Disney Animation Studios uh, John Rastenberger because he's been in the last six or seven uh, of their movies. So good for him. Good work if you can get it. Yeah, and he's in a Star War. He's just uh he's all over the place, that mm. little guy. Uh so we watched that. Um 
I watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm for the first time because it came on. It, it's available on Netflix to you know to watch, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty good. I everyone always said what a good uh, Batman thing it was, and I yeah. just never. I don't think I we owned it or anything as a kid, and we didn't go see it, and uh, I guess it did poorly at the box office because it came out in theaters with such little notice. Yeah. And I don't think Batman was my thing back then. Mm. I think when that show was on, I watched the X-Men cartoon, but not that one. I think that Batman show might have been a little dark for me at that point. Because we were still fairly young, and I was pretty scared of everything. (laughs) So I remember watching an episode with Bane, and to defeat him, Batman throws a battering into the dealie on his wrist that controls the venom mm-hmm. and it just pumped all of it into him and he blew up like if Mar- or, uh, thanksgiving day balloon into a giant man and he screamed because it hurt so much and i remember my mom saying so brutal <laughs> and, and then, i was like it's fine it's a cartoon and, and then you weren't like, allowed to watch it anymore no she didn't give a shit <laughs> and that's why you're the person you are today yeah but Mask of the Phantasm is a lot more uh, story than just punching, and I, I thought yeah, I didn't I, expect I'm, that. I'm pretty sure in that movie, doesn't Bruce Wayne like go to his parents' graves and cry and ask to be released from the a couple times. from his promise? It's yeah, like, dude, they're dead. You made this promise on your own. You can stop it at any time. Yeah, there were. I'm. I mean, spoiler for this movie that is from 1993, but there were a few <laughs> things that I was a little shocked by, like because the the Andrea girl is the one who tells him they're not going to get married because I thought he was going to choose being Batman over her. Mm-hmm. And he's he's re- he's so ready to give it up. And then she has to skip town because her dad's the worst. <laughs> um, so it did, you know, for being a, a children's cartoon, it still still held some yeah twists and turns. Also, Hamilton uh, happened, so I watched that. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, Katie and I have watched it twice so far and the behind the scenes discussion thing highly recommend um it's much cheaper to get disney plus than buy tickets for that <laughs> but also you can't buy tickets for it now anyway because uh, plays are canceled indefinitely <laughs> so um i think those were the big things um and we just did those over the last three days i'm sure i did other stuff but yeah how about you sky well i muted hashtag hamilton and hamilton and misspelled hamilton uh, because I got tired of seeing it. Well, that sucks for you. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I just don't care. Um, it's it's better than fine. It's great. Good. Wonderful. I watched the movie Guns Akimbo, which is the Daniel Radcliffe vehicle where he uh, is abducted, kind of, and put into a internet sensation of underground fights called Schism. <coughs> so what happens is he make some mean comments on a message board and the guy running schism sees that and comes to fuck up his whole life so he drills holes in his hands and then he puts guns in there and then like nails each finger to the to the gun handle and then bolts them on there and he's got clips of 50 bullets and he's part of the game now and he has to fight uh uh samara weaving his character uh nicks and it's just uh just a ridiculous shoot 'em up kind of movie with Reese Darby in it. It was real good. I really enjoyed it. It's good. <laughs> it's not better than Hamilton. Uh, I also watched Ready or Not. There's um, no way that's better than Hamilton. Well, it had a very surprising ending. 
it was it was good. I did not see the ending coming. It took a hard left when I was not expecting it. Um, I watched a couple other things, but those are the, the big ones. Probably another Samara Weaving movie. I think I watched another one. You just doing a lot of uh, stalking from your couch? Yeah, that's what right. the internet's for. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. I haven't done a whole lot else. Um, I was gonna say another thing there, but then it slipped directly out of my brain. You knucklehead. Yep, gone. All right, well, well we've done it. I think that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed your uh, Bob Ross Remembrance Day, uh, and how you have all your digits and stuff. Um, if you want, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with No E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can rate and review us uh, at whatever podcatcher you use, uh, Apple Music. Right? That's what it's called now? Apple Music? Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Uh, Apple Music is a different Stitcher, thing. Podcast, so you didn't make Podbean. it up. Yeah. You just got confused. I was going to call it iTunes, but I knew they changed it. Um, uh, iTunes still exists, just not in the capacity that it did before. Silly. Uh, follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And we will see you guys next week with the next installment of this Lugad quadrology. The, the Ballad of Lugad is what I'm calling these four episodes. Okay. Sky. Uh, stay frosty, everyone. Um, I didn't, and Black Lives Matter, defund the police. Hey, but, it's, but stay frosty while you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's hot out. Yeah. Bye. Okay.